0: Hello and welcome back to All This Noise. My name is Christian.
1: And my name is Brendan.
0: And we're here to talk to you about music.
1: Yay! <laughs>
0: <laughs> First, let's just jump right into it with uh, with a little bit of that uh, sweet, sweet Tame Impala. Yes, sir. Tame Impala released two singles for what we can assume to be their fourth LP. And let me tell you... Am I the lead singer of the band Beach House? Because they make me Depression Cherry. Not as good. (laughs) Because they have an album called Depression Cherry. And these songs make me sad because they're very meh, you know? You didn't like Patience? I liked it at first. Here's, here's, Here's how it went for me. I was like, okay, interesting. I liked it. I listened to it. And then the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, "Ugh, this song's just kind of
1: bland, you know? You think so?
0: It's like uh, when you eat chicken every night, Oof. eventually, eventually, you know, chicken just tastes like nothing. Bland protein. Yeah, but I mean, you got to get them gains, bro. Gains for the gain train, bro. Got to get them gains FURTA.
1: FURTA, boys. <laughs> gains trains and automobiles, boys. <laughs>
0: We're talking sick gains,
1: boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm just a little disappointed. That's all. I understand. Because it was interesting, I was kind of remember in the last episode how I was like, "Oh, it sounds like a Tame Impala song," mm-hmm. and you were like, "No, this is a good song." Or was Die Hard? Then I was like, "Okay, it's a good song," mm-hmm. but now you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Well, well, well. It's just it's not so much that I'm feeling it. It's just kind of like when you listen to songs like you know, "Solitude is Bliss." Uh, it feels like we only go backwards. Uh, "Elephant," "Let It Happen," "The Less I Know, the Better." new person, same old mistakes. Like, from the get-go, those songs just, like, hook ya, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I feel like both of these songs have just been so...
1: Middle of the road.
0: They've just been so bland in comparison to everything else, you know? Yeah. I, I just, disco, Kevin? <laughs> disco, Kevin? <laughs> also, apparently, um, so, I, I was reading an article from where someone, in or, like, someone, like, met the front man of the band Pond. Mm -hmm. His name is Nick Albrook. And Nick Albrook is a close friend or used to be a close friend of Kevin's. Right. And a lot of the guys in Pond are also in Tame Impala. So when Tame Impala, when Kevin tours, because Tame Impala is just Kevin. Like Kevin does all of that by himself. Yeah which I'm sure you knew. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on tour and he gets his touring band. And a lot of the guys from the touring band are also in Pond. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ha- like have a lot of back and forth. Um, but anyway, so the front man of Pond was saying that Kevin has all the instrumentals for the fourth album recorded. He just has no lyrics written for any of
1: it. Weird. And when was this? Mm, I read it like last week. saw it on like a Reddit post. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading another article about their recent like it was a review of their tame or their coachella headline performance Mm -hmm. and they were saying that it just seemed like a waste because they essentially just performed all of the stuff off of currents and then the two new singles and they were just like well if you're given the opportunity to headline coachella wouldn't you do something like really grandiose and big with it Instead of just kind of like doing essentially the same show that you've been touring for the last like two years,
0: uh, I would see I would see a current show. I've already seen a current show, but I would see it again. It was really good.
1: Yeah, it was really well, good. It was just saying that like if you if you've yeah, been like, touring all this new stuff, yeah, and if you've been touring the that exact same show for the last you know because we saw what we saw that current show in. Shoot. 2017 right mm,
0: 2016 wasn't it uh the fall of 2016
1: M- maybe maybe it was 2017
0: hold on i can look really fast uh, yeah it was 2016
1: so yeah that was three years ago and he's still touring the same show i i think that the when the people that chose the headliner for coachella chose tame impala they probably assumed he was going to do a lot more than just you know what he's been doing the exact same for the last three years.
0: It's kind of wild to me to believe
1: that he hasn't written anything in three years. Yeah. Do you think this album's going to flop? I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's weird because I feel like he's one of those people that just isn't set up for the position he's in. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: <laughs> like he got too popular?
1: Yeah, like he he would have been fine if he was just kind of like his chill Australian you know, had some fame down there and maybe some other like low-level fame around the world. But, uh, you know, he's just not cut out to be a Coachella headliner, you know? I disagree.
0: I mean, like, I think that his older stuff would have been better fitting for a Coachella headline. Mm -hmm. We're talking like Lonerism era. I would have gone to Coachella to see him do the whole Lonerism album. I think that would have been dope. Mm -hmm. I just feel like... He's so meticulous about, like, all of his, like, recording process. And I also feel like he doesn't want to get, like, stuck in, like, a genre. Like, he doesn't want to be like, oh, I play psych rock. That's all I do is I'm, like, a psych rock guy. So he's, like, consistently, like, tweaking his, like, albums and his sound. But, like, I don't know. When I think of Tame Impala, I think of, like, psych rock, psych pop. I don't think of disco. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, we hold on, we should play Borderline. Okay. Let's take a quick listen to Borderline just so people understand what we're talking about. So, like, you know, he's he's just gonna doing his disco thing now. He's like, I don't know. And I, and I heard the song on Saturday Night Live before I heard the single. And, like, it's very obvious that, like, the instrumentals and stuff are incredibly complex. But I just feel like there's not a vocal melody. hmm You know? Like, that's boring. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do better, but... <laughs> Here we are. Um, speaking of some more chill uh, Australian bands, you know who else just came out with? You know who, whose album came out yesterday?
1: Is it The Wizards and the Lizards of the Kings?
0: Yeah, King Gin and the Bindlin. Uh, <laughs> yep, new King Giz album. It's called Fishing for Fishies. It's a blues album. Of course it is. Pitchfork gave it a 4.8 out of 10. Ooh. <laughs> and their reason? <laughs> Would you like to know the reason? Sure. It cracks me up their reason was there was no gimmick (laughs) 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 like okay pitchfork
1: pitchfork is wild
0: i mean i don't really know what they wanted Mm -hmm. did they want a gimmick did they want another album that just repeats into itself for infinity oh and also king gizzard released another single like a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. it's called planet b so this album was blues it had not come out yet About two weeks ago, they released a single called Planet B, and it is a thrash metal song. So in the middle of all the hype for their new album, they tease a single for their next album. (laughs) Like, what the heck? Why are you doing this?
1: (laughs) Those guys are just really prolific.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, they didn't release an album at all last year but the year prior they released five albums and the year before that they released two albums and the year before that they released
1: two albums
0: in six years they've released 13 albums
1: i mean they're kind of on the beatles level aren't they i think the beatles are better <laughs> well yeah, as a band yes but that the in terms of like the timeline of records that's how often the beatles were releasing things
0: that's fair there are also seven people in this band but anyways i digress um so let's talk about this album. Bluesy. It's super interesting to hear them go from like hardcore psychedelic rock to a blues album. And also, the teaser track for this album was a synth pop song called Psy Boogie. Let's, pl- let's play a snippet of Psy Boogie now. <laughs> So prior to this album coming out, all the fans thought that this was going to be a psychedelic record.
1: Well, yeah. In the last podcast, you said, quote, we stand an electronic album. That does sound like something
0: I would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll buy it. That's why I thought this was their electronic album when you told me about it the other day.
0: No, this was a blues album. Of course it was. Yep gotta love king giz and the liz whiz then it ended up being a blues album and so the first song that they teased was called fishing for fishies the title track and they teased it with this music video and it's like the members of the band and the background is all animated Mm -hmm. and the song is about overfishing.
1: uh-huh
0: um let's play a snippet of that now So yeah, so we get Psy Boogie, and then we get this. I honestly thought that the album was going to be a mess, but the transition from like that very upbeat bluesy sort of like low key, like don't overfish the ocean, we've only got one world. Just a slow transition into uh, like a synth song. It was super weird, but I expected it to be all over the place. It wasn't. The transition was so smooth, it, it seamlessly transitions from blues to synth music, and I honestly am blown away. Um, my favorite tracks off this album, "Boogeyman Sam, Real's Not Real, and "Side Boogie, top three out of nine. Nice. If you have a good, a cool 43 minutes, you're going on a, on a drive, you're just looking for something to listen to this afternoon, doing homework, need some music, Fishing for Fishies, check it out. Oh yeah oh yeah and 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 the next album is gonna be thrash metal i'm not really sure how i feel about that i'm not a huge metal head i'm sure you will be after this album that's true I um, well maybe not but i don't know my roommate really loves metal um yeah i don't know I don't, i've just never really listened to metal
1: anyways you know who else is slotted to release an album soon uh who our friends the black keys who we talked about last episode oh yes yeah, my personal
0: friend Dan Arbok, and Patrick Carney.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we played one of their singles, Low High, off of...
0: um, That song is really good. I hope that their whole album is as good as that one song.
1: Yeah, they play... We played Low High last album, and... I've listened
0: uh, to the Eagle song, but I cannot, for the life of me, tell you what it sounds like, because when I think of it, all I can think of is Low High.
1: Oh, yeah. um, I am fully with you there. I've listened to it as well, but... I don't know. I don't remember what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: maybe their whole album will just sound exactly the same. It'll be like one really long blues rock. That's the Blackie genre, right? They're like blues?
1: Yeah, like blues rock. I think they definitely have some early kind of bluesy influences. Um, Meet Me in the City. Junior Kimbrough and... And all of ding,
0: those. Mimi me in the City will forever be one of my favorite Black Keys songs. And it's a cover.
1: It's a cover of Junior Kimbrough. I know. Yeah. Do you want to know how I heard Eagle Birds the first time I heard Eagle Birds? Sure, tell me about it. So I got an email from the Black Keys saying Right, because you're on the mailing list. I'm on the mailing list, obviously. And they said, Remember how you bought tickets to the Sea of the Black Keys seven years ago. (laughs) And I was like, how could I forget? And they were like, well, you can officially listen to our new single before everyone else. Here's a secret code. I got another email from them yesterday,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, or on the April 25th, excuse me, saying the official release date of their new album, which is, uh, June twenty eighth, and the album is called "Let's Rock."
0: Oh, maybe it will be a rock and roll album.
1: Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, hope you know if Lo Hi and Eagle Birds are anything to foreshadow the upcoming album, it sounds like it'll be pretty classic Black Keys rock. What you might be interested in is the limited edition solid pink and white vinyl available uh, exclusively. Hmm only 7500 copies worldwide. That's actually quite a bit. Yeah. Maybe, but I'm not like you're not a Black Keys stan like I am.
0: I I have the last. I have Turn Blue, you have El Camino, El Camino. and Brothers. Those are the mm-hmm. three albums I have. Turn Blue, El Camino and Brothers. So basically all of
1: the essential Black Keys albums.
0: <laughs> We've talked about Turn Blue on this podcast before. My 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 feelings have not changed.
1: Yeah. Do you want to hear a quote from Dan and Patrick on the new album?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm.
1: Dan says, when we're together, we are the black keys. That's where the real magic is, and it always has been since we were 16. Okay,
0: Dan and Patrick, not Dan Patrick. That's someone else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did say Dan and Patrick.
0: Oh, I heard Dan Patrick, and I was like... Isn't that guy like a conservative radio host? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's Actually, a sports show. That's right, that's right, that's right. Pat says, The record is an homage to electric guitar. We took a simple approach and trimmed all the fat like we used to.
0: Dope. I mean, the effects that they had on the guitar in the last song were really good. Like, I, I really liked the, the the distortion they put on their guitars. I thought it was a good sound.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, I th- well, the album is... Produced by Dan's production company, Easy Eye Sound in Nashville, Tennessee. And I think he's just like really into production and making sure everything sounds like really solid. So I feel like
0: Patrick is also into production and someone else really is like doing more production and music lately. But I can't remember who it is. Oh, well, I'll think of
1: it. I'm hoping to see the Black Keys maybe this November.
0: Oh yeah, I might be going to see the Black Keys this November too. In Portland. In Seattle.
1: Oh, wee wee.
0: Me wee. Yeah. Um, I've been applying for uh, jobs mostly in Seattle because you know why not? Yeah. Who knows? The city is dying. Cheap apartments.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a joke. Uh, anyways, should we play the new one? heck yeah let's let's give everyone a good lissy poo here is eagle birds by the black keys
0: song called eagle birds yeah i thought it was just called eagle this whole time
1: no it's called eagle birds eagle birds it's the second track off the upcoming album did they release a track list yes sir 12 tracks wow that's a long album would you like me to read you the track names i mean it's not going to do anything for me but you can go for it <laughs> <laughs> okay the first one's called shine a little light Mm-hmm. second eagle birds light. third low high Mm -hmm. Four, walk across water. Five, tell me lies. Six, every little thing. Seven, get yourself together. Eight, sit around and miss you. Nine, go. Ten, breaking down. Eleven, under the gun. And twelve, fire walk with me. Fire walk with me? Yeah, just like in the office. The office? What are you talking about? That's a Twin Peaks reference. Fire walk with me? Yeah, Remember, they, they walk on fire in The Office. Or the, they do the cold walk.
0: That has nothing to do with the term fire walk with me.
1: <laughs> I think it has everything to do with it. I think they're okay. referencing The Office. I 100% disagree. <laughs> 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 why, why
0: would the Black Keys write a song about The Office?
1: I don't know. It's like the t- number one show on Netflix, so... <laughs> maybe they've just been doing a lot of netflix oh. watching. They've just
0: been binging netflix in the last 5 years. Just <laughs> exactly. only watching the office. No, fi- well, okay. So is there like punctuation in it? No. Okay.
1: Just straight up.
0: So are you familiar with- Hold on, I have to Now we're going to talk about Twin Peaks for a minute. Uh are you familiar with Twin Peaks at all?
1: No, other than I think it's filmed near Stevens Pass.
0: Yeah, it was filmed in North Bend. Uh so it's Twin Peaks uh, is like this weird supernatural detective show. It was popular in the 90s. It ran for two seasons. It got canceled. Uh, they brought it back two years ago, I want to say. One or two years ago. For the third season, it was supposed to wrap it all up. But in its prime, they did a prequel movie. And it had David Bowie in it. Huh. And it was called Fire Walk With Me. Okay. So, you know... That is why I think that that song is a Twin Peaks reference. Interesting. And I do not know and I cannot for the life of you tell me why on earth David Bowie was in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, 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 the guy who directed it, David Lynch, is kind of a strange man. And for some reason, I always get David Lynch and David Byrne of the Talking Heads mixed up, even though they look nothing alike, they sound nothing alike, they run in no similar circles. Um, but you know, I, they're both named David, so they might as well be the same person.
1: Exactly. You know. Should we move on to our last band that we normally talk about that we haven't talked about yet?
0: Vampy Weeky. Vampy Week-y. Um Their album comes out next Friday, which is a lot sooner i guess I, I it it seems like it's still so far away you know
1: time is all relative you know
0: well sure um i might it might i pre-ordered it so i i might get it like it could be in my mailbox right now for all i know i haven't checked mail in days <laughs>
1: what the heck
0: i just never need to like all i get is bills i'm not gonna pay them
1: right uh, <laughs> uh
0: Yes, so let's see, they've released six songs off an 18-track album, Ooh. and two of those six songs have been like a minute long, so really they have released like about a quarter of the album. Right. And I would say of those six songs, I have genuinely loved two. Hmm. I have liked three, and I have not cared about one. Does that add up to six? Sure. Yeah, it does um let's play a snippet of uh their newest song the newest song that they released called this life It's got some classic vampy week-y vibes. Ezra is doing his best to sing along. And he's and he's really doing a good job, I have to say. I'm a fan.
1: Um, I also liked that song.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. And then the other song um, is called Unbearably White. And that song got quite a few accolades. It, really? really people were, yeah, people were like, this song is an art pop masterpiece. Really? Yeah, so like... It, this album so far is looking good for Vampire Weekend. This album might might do well for them, you know?
1: Yeah, I personally didn't really get Unbearably White. I thought it was
0: okay. It was one of the songs... So the songs that I have thought have been just okay were Big Blue and Unbearably White. Yes. It's interesting because I feel like they've been doing releases in batches of two. Mm-hmm. And I usually am like, oh, shoot, one of these songs... I'm, like, digging tough. You know, Har- Harmony Hall might be one of my favorite songs of the year so far. Same. That guitar lick. Just
1: doesn't get old.
0: I listened to the whole two-hour loop when I was sitting for a test the other night. Really? Yeah. Eventually, it just, like, becomes a white noise. But, like, every once in a while, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is still going on. Yeah. And it's just, like, nice to listen to in the background, you know? It's just, like, good to have, like, a little background noise. It's, like, unoffensive. It's really pretty and at the hour mark there's this ambient synth that comes in <laughs> <laughs> and it's very nice <laughs> yeah. but yeah uh this life and harmony hall i they're two very good songs and i really liked 2021 sunflower i really liked it at the beginning but the more i listen to it the more i'm like eh you know
1: man we are we are just on the opposite vibes because originally i didn't like sunflower that much yeah and then i watched watched the music video and for some reason that made me like the song more even though the music video was very average
0: the music video was directed by jonah hill and honestly i think it got too much hype for being directed by jonah hill
1: it was yeah like okay it also had jerry seinfeld in it
0: yeah what yeah for those of you who don't know, the lead singer of Vampire Weekend is, like, obsessed with Jerry Seinfeld. He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of his, like, closest friends runs a Twitter account called Seinfeld2000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, uh, the guy who runs Seinfeld2000, uh, his brother is the guy who is in the band Dirty Projectors.
1: I think I knew about this somehow.
0: Yeah, it's like Jake and David Longstrife, I believe. And yeah.
1: And
0: I want to say Jake Longstreth is Dirty Projectors. Okay. Um, yeah. And also Jake Longstrife played on Harmony Hall. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the Dirty Projectors guy um, played on Harmony Hall. Right. But yeah, anyways, I thought that 2021, I was vibing with 2021.
1: Yeah. Have we played any of these songs that we're talking about?
0: we played harmony hall we just played this life
1: <laughs> okay do we need to play let's, anymore let's
0: play a snippet of a uh, uh, sunflower Sun- And also, Sunflower features Steve Lacey. Yeah. And he was in The Internet? Yes. Was he in the other? Was he in Odd Future too?
1: Uh, No, I think he was just... Just in The Internet? Just The Internet. With Sid. Sid the Kid.
0: Sid the Kid from Odd Future and also The Internet. Yes. Who was also on the Dirty Projectors last album. Interesting. It all ties together. Yep. They all run in the same circles. Oh, shoot. You know what? What? I remembered what, okay, so remember earlier when we were talking about artists who, <laughs> what a callback, we were talking about artists who also are producers?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, so those of you who know me know that I love the band Fun, specifically their first album. And Fun, a couple years ago, took a hiatus. And so um, a guy, the one of the guys, Andrew Dost, I think he was like on the drums and keyboards maybe, went to score movies. The lead singer, Nate Roos released a solo album and it wasn't very good and jack antonoff uh started a band called bleachers and jack antonoff has seen incredible success in producing people he's he produced uh 1989 taylor swift's most popular album not most popular album taylor swift's best album in my professional opinion Mm -hmm. um 1989 slaps and i will stand by that for forever um i think There's two phases of Taylor Swift, country Taylor Swift and pop Taylor Swift, and I do not think that they're comparable. I do think that 1989 is Taylor Swift's best pop music album.
1: All right.
0: And it was produced by Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff also produced Lord's second album, Melodrama. Mm. Jack Antonoff also produced St. Vincent's newest album, Mass Seduction, and won a Grammy for production on Mass Seduction. And Or maybe he didn't win a Grammy, but Mass Seduction won a Grammy. One of the songs did. I think it like best rock performance. And he also produced Kevin Abstract's new album, Arizona Baby, which came out on Wednesday. Huh. Yes. So <laughs> what a callback. Um also speaking of Kevin Abstract, lead singer or not lead singer, but one of the founders of America's favorite boy band, Brock Hampton, just released his new single album and it's actually pretty good. I've actually well I listened to the whole thing. I really, really, really liked two songs on the album. Um, One is called Baby Boy. Let's take a listen to Baby Boy now.
1: Me all alone. He's
0: all I got. What's interesting about this album is there's a part in it that it comes. So there's like the first little like singing part, and then right after that is this chorus. And that is there was a Brockhampton album called Puppy that never got released because they kicked out one of the members of the band,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so they just scrapped the album. And there was a song called Let's Get Married. And if you Go on YouTube and you type in Let's Get Married, Brockhampton. A video will come up and it has Jaden Smith. And At the very end, the song comes up. And Kevin took the snippet and put it into that song, Baby Boy. And that song, so good, produced by Jack Antonoff. It's incredible. And then the next song that has also just been stuck in my head is called Peach. And it, you just got to listen to it, you know? Just one of those songs you got to listen to. Anyways,
1: that's my review <laughs> of Ghetto Baby. <laughs> So, America's Treasure, Donald Glover.
0: I thought Guava Island was boring. He... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's just because you don't appreciate cinema.
0: What are you talking about, I don't appreciate cinema? It was literally a, a whole entire album dedicated to songs that he hasn't even released yet. Yeah. And Rihanna didn't do anything. Rihanna just sat there. What was the point of having... You could have cast me as Rihanna, <laughs> and I would have had the same effect. <laughs> I think they just they just cast Rihanna in the movie to have Rihanna in the movie. She like it was just like an hour of Donald Glover. Like I'm a wonderful musician and everyone on the island wants to hear my music. I'm going to save the island with my beautiful songs. And a guy being like, hey, if you release those songs, I'm going to kill you. And guess what he does? He kills him. And what does Rihanna do? She gets mad at him for something for like wanting to sing music. I don't it's it's all over the place. Uh, An hour of my life. I will not get back. That's my official review. Like, give me your review thought, as someone who appreciates cinema. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought. Tell me why. It was well shot. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with that because it looked like it was shot on like film, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm a sucker for, even right. even though uh-huh. I don't know if it was actually film or not. Anyways, tones beautiful look throughout the whole film, and then it also just made me really enjoy those songs that he's already put out, like, more.
0: Why, why was This Is America in the song or in the movie?
1: I don't know, but I just loved that it was. <laughs> like, you get to just see Donald dance more, and it Woo! was so good. Watch me
0: move. All right. Well, And I don't mm-hmm, know. That's
1: fine. I mean, it's kind of got me scratching my head because I was under the understanding that those two singles, Summertime Magic and uh, the other one, um, <laughs> <laughs> the other summer song.
0: Wasn't he supposed to write that album like almost a year
1: ago? Yeah, like
0: last summer. Yeah, <laughs> it was summertime magic and feels like summer.
1: Right. And, you know, good songs, but I thought they were going to be on an album. But now it just kind of appears like they were just a part of this movie, which may be the album. I don't know. Oh, God. Like, I'm not sure if he's going to release an album now that guava islands out like i'm wondering Mm. if guava island was the intended purpose for those songs and that's the end of it would
0: you like to hear my prediction Hmm. i predict he's going to release an album called guava island and it's going to be uh reggae themed uh and it's going to have all those songs plus more because he did do like one or two unreleased songs in that movie Mm -hmm. and it's also going to have this is america in it and it's going to be the world's weirdest transition i yeah so this is america this is america won a grammy last year for best rap performance i think
1: yeah i mean i don't know it's just weird like i'm wondering if he's that was all just like one section of stuff and then he's gonna like pivot into something else for whatever his last Childish Gambino album is, but who knows?
0: Oh, yeah, this is his last one. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I would love another funk soul album. I think that Awake in My Love is a, a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. I do not think I want a... Jamaican, uh, what's reggae album? I, I just
1: yeah, my worry is that he'll just like put out like basically a soundtrack for the movie. And that'll be the album. And I'm just like worried that's what's going to happen because we don't really need that.
0: <laughs> I, I think that my money is on that. That's what happens.
1: Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Anyways, what have you been listening to lately? Honestly, not a whole lot new. Although there was a single that popped up on my Discover Weekly, which I did really like. Do you know the artists... Okay, I'm going to butcher this. It's either J.R.J.R. or... Junior Junior. Junior Junior.
0: Yeah, their, uh, their original band name was Dale Earnhardt Junior Junior. And they have a song that I... Uh, dun, 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 dun. It's called Gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was really popular. Yeah, and I have that song saved somewhere, I think. But... Mm-hmm. um. The song that popped up on my Discover Weekly, which I believe is new, is called Dumb Myself Down, Mm -hmm. and it's just a really solid, you know, little indie track, and I dig it. It's actually off of, like, a little EP, it looks like.
0: Yeah, I've been getting a lot of, um, in my... Uh, What's that playlist that Spotify makes where it's like recommended for you? Discover Weekly? No. New releases. Release release Radar. Radar. Yeah, Yeah, I get get Junior Junior songs all the time in my Release Radar, and I might have one right now. I do. Dumb myself down. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say we should play a little snippet of that song. Please. Sometimes I think it would feel
0: so nice If I could dumb
1: myself down Okay, jump into your stuff.
0: My release radar gave me a song called Orb by a band Orb. Mm-hmm. They're a French rap group. They have 196 monthly listeners. This song has less than 1,000 plays on Spotify. How did this get here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't listen to French rap. So like I, I don't listen to like French music at all because I can't understand it. So like how,
1: Spotify? Answer maybe, me that. Maybe the leader of that group works for Spotify.
0: I think what they did, <laughs> it shows like monthly listeners and it's like six listeners in Los Angeles, six in Melbourne, Australia, six in Chicago, five in Brisbane, and four in Brooklyn.
1: Wow. Like, okay. <laughs> how did this get here, Spotify? Huh. But it was, it was good or just weird?
0: You know, actually it was fairly decent. Oh. Huh. I do not think you'll be able to find it no matter how hard you try because they have 196
1: monthly listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's unfortunate.
0: You know what song I've been listening to, and I'm really embarrassed that I enjoy it. Tell me the new <laughs> father of the People" song style. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dog. It's not a great song, uh-huh. but I just really like it. Yeah, I like the beat. Like, like "Fuzz of the People" just has this knack for like putting out music that's like a little bit too late. Like if they would have put it out maybe a year earlier. I mean, assuming. I mean, I'm gonna assume that it hasn't been. I think of the People accidentally got popular. I don't think.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't like. Obviously, they meant to get popular, but I don't think that that. I think that it was a fluke.
1: Well, at the time when like, when like Pumped Up Kicks was on the radio and like a single. Yeah. Like that was weird. I remember that being weird. Like I was like, "This is odd that indie rock is on a pop station right now." Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and honestly, Torches is a good album. Yeah, I do like Torches, but I've read a lot of interviews, and uh, Mark Foster is like apparently just has this horrible, horrible, horrible case of writer's block and just cannot write music to
1: save his life. Huh? Yeah, I mean, the, it, there's nothing too complex going on in their lyrics.
0: Well, this song is literally about. Hold on, the lyrics of this song suck. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna take me out, take me out in style. And that's like the whole thing time he sings and he's like, We're young, we're beautiful, we're stylish.
1: They're just like a band that wants to please everyone. You know, like
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. They they, they struck gold with pump kicks and they've been trying to replicate that sound ever since.
1: Yeah, they're just like they wanna be the music that you play when you're around your mom. <sighs>
0: Mom Rock. We could do a whole podcast entirely based on Mom Rock. I've been formulating a little theory, but we'll save that for another time. Oh, yeah, another episode. Another episode. We can call that one Mom Rock. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. That's what I've been listening to. Style by Foster the People.
1: Should we we should play a little bit of it?
0: Yep. Yeah, let's let's take a listen to Style by Foster the People.
1: I seen peaks been released. In-
0: I think that's about about it for this week. We've talked extensively about Tame Impala, the Black Keys, King Giz, the Liz Wiz,
1: Vampi Weeky
0: Vampi Weeky. I'm gonna go check my mail as soon as we're done recording just to see if uh, I got that album yet. I don't think I have, but you never know.
1: Never know. Life's a mystery. All right, That's it for this week here at all this noise. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Tweet us if you want, but if you don't, we don't really care. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be a guest on all this noise, send a DM to either me or Brendan on Instagram or Twitter. Probably me. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll get you on the pod.
1: All right. Uh, We will uh, talk to you whenever we do. Okay. Love you. Bye.